Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and I'm going to be talking to you on this episode about hyperaldosteronism. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash hyperaldosteronism or in the endocrinology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. Let's get straight into it. Let's start with some basic physiology where we need to go through the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system. In the afferent arteriole, in the kidneys, there's special cells called the juxtaglomerular cells. And these cells are responsible for monitoring the blood pressure in these vessels. When they sense a low blood pressure in these vessels, in that arteriole, they secrete a hormone called renin. The liver secretes a protein called angiotensinogen. And renin acts to convert angiotensinogen into angiotensin 1. Angiotensin 1 converts to angiotensin 2 in the lungs with the help of angiotensin converting enzyme or ACE. And then angiotensin 2 stimulates the release of aldosterone from the adrenal glands. Now aldosterone, which is what we're talking about when we talk about hyperaldosteronism, is a mineralocorticoid steroid hormone. So this means it acts on the kidneys to increase sodium reabsorption in the distal tubule, increase potassium secretion in the distal tubule, and increase hydrogen secretion in the collecting ducts. The net effect is that we increase sodium reabsorption into the blood from the urine, increase potassium secretion, and increase hydrogen secretion. Let's talk about primary hyperaldosteronism, and this is what we referred to when we talk about Kohn's syndrome. Primary hyperaldosteronism is when the adrenal glands are directly responsible for producing too much aldosterone. The serum renin will be low as it's being suppressed by the high blood pressure entering the kidneys. And there's several possible reasons for the adrenal glands to produce too much aldosterone. One is an adrenal adenoma. So this is an aldosterone-secreting tumour of the adrenal glands, and this is the most common cause of primary hyperaldosteronism. Another cause is bilateral adrenal hyperplasia. Another cause is familial hyperaldosteronism. And then there's adrenal carcinoma. Secondary hyperaldosteronism is where excessive renin is stimulating the adrenal glands to produce more aldosterone. Serum renin will be high in secondary hyperaldosterone, as this is the cause of the high aldosterone secretion. And there's several causes of a high renin level, and these occur when the blood pressure in the kidneys is disproportionately lower than the blood pressure of the rest of the body. This will occur in renal artery stenosis, renal artery obstruction, and it may occur in heart failure. Renal artery stenosis is narrowing of the artery supplying the kidney. And this is found in patients with atherosclerosis, as an atherosclerotic plaque is causing a narrowing of the vessel, or the renal artery, that's supplying the kidneys. And this happens in a similar way to how the coronary arteries are narrowed in angina. And it can be confirmed with a Doppler ultrasound, or CT angiogram, or a magnetic resonance angiography, or an MRA scan. So because the blood flow is obstructed from entering the kidneys, the blood pressure in the kidneys is lower 
than the blood pressure in the rest of the body. So those juxtaglomerular cells sense a lower blood pressure, secrete renin, that in turn causes a high aldosterone level and increased blood pressure. However, that increase in blood pressure never reflects into the kidneys because of that narrowing. So the kidneys themselves continue to get a low blood pressure and secrete more renin. Let's talk about investigations. The best screening tool for someone that you might suspect has hyperaldosteronism is to check the renin-aldosterone levels and calculate a renin-aldosterone ratio. A high aldosterone and a low renin indicates primary hyperaldosteronism and a high aldosterone and a high renin indicates secondary hyperaldosteronism. Other investigations that relate to the effects of aldosterone you can check the blood pressure where you're likely to find hypertension. You can check serum electrolytes where you may find hypokalemia or low potassium. And you can check a blood gas analysis where you might find an alkalosis. If there's a high aldosterone level, then you need to investigate for the possible cause. And the way to do this would be a CT or an MRI to look for an adrenal tumour and a renal Doppler ultrasound or CT angiogram or MRA to look for renal artery stenosis or renal artery obstruction. So what's the management of hyperaldosteronism? You can use aldosterone antagonists, and these are things like aplerinone or spironolactone, and you can also treat the underlying cause by either surgically removing the adenoma or if you find there's renal artery stenosis, you can do percutaneous renal artery angioplasty. So you go in via the femoral artery and you expand a balloon or stent the renal artery so you improve the blood flow to the kidneys. Finally, a little tom tip. Hyperaldosterone is worth remembering as it's the most common cause of secondary hypertension. So if you have a patient with high blood pressure that's not responding to normal treatment, Consider screening them for hyperaldosteronism by doing a simple renin-aldosterone ratio blood test. And one clue that might prompt you to test for hyperaldosterone is that there may be a low potassium level in the blood. However, be aware that potassium levels can still be normal in hyperaldosteronism. So it's worth testing if you have any suspicion.